Daniel Reyes, welcome to Food Experience Unplugged. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, it is a pleasure to have you as an intermittent fasting expert. I understand you have quite the story, the life-changing, literally life-changing story to, uh, to share with us and as well as the importance of intermittent fasting. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. As always, check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. Uh, to be, get started, will you take a moment to introduce yourself and and what will you kind of share your story with us and why you've decided to kind of go in, in this direction of sharing your, your message about intermittent fasting? Yeah. Uh, so my name is Daniel Reyes. Uh, you know, my, my story is honestly, you know, four years ago, I, I nearly died. And, and on top of that, I have always struggled with my weight and I have tried every diet out there, but honestly, the only one where I've seen consistent, regular results is intermittent fasting. And not only has it helped me lose weight, but it's literally given me my life back. Like mm. four years ago, I was in an end of life room. Like that was it. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that was um so so 4 years ago, okay, you were in the uh, kind of the end of life room. So what happened that turned it around and how did you discover the 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 value and the importance of intermittent fasting? Well, um so I had been in the room uh because they discovered blood clots in my lungs and in my right leg. So, and I was told by the doctors that just one clot in your lung is a 20% chance of survival. And I had multiple. Wow. So, so it was really bad. Uh, on top of that, I had been born with a, a heart condition, something called um, transposition of the greater valves. So no matter how much weight I lose, no matter how much fasting I do, that's never going to change. There's a physical deformity with my heart. But, but I can improve my situation and I can live a completely normal life. So that's what I'm shooting for, right? And and, you know, I was told at the time that, look, you, you got to lose weight. You know, it's going to help your chances. Um, after I got out of the end of life room and things started turning up a little bit, they gave me five years to lose weight. Because after that, they weren't sure how much longer I would survive if I would survive past five years. Mm -hmm. So I had a clock. And and I looked at everything, right? Because, I mean, before then, I had always tried to lose weight my whole life. You know, I remember being uh, a kid and on a diet, you know. So it, it's something I've always struggled with. But no matter what I did, it, it, it wouldn't work. Okay. And then, um, so with with those five years, okay, you were, you were given a certain amount of time, let out of the the, uh, um, the end of life room. So what, what brought you to intermittent fasting? So, you know, trying everything, right? Uh, I got to the point that I looked at uh, weight loss surgery. And, and you know, that's, that's where I was at, right? And at that point, I had three years into my clock. So I, I was looking at weight loss surgery. I, I was very concerned about it. And, and doing that, I was told that my cardiologist would need to sign off on it. My hematologist would need to sign off on it. On top of that, uh, I would need to get a special anesthesiologist that dealt with cardiac patients. So there was just a lot of, of different things that needed to be handled just for me to have this one weight loss surgery. On top of that, uh, both of the clinics that I visited uh, 
admitted that more often than not, it's not successful. Mm, and, I, and I've known people who have had weight loss surgery and it's not successful. Okay. Not so successful. if I'm going to go through all, yeah, long-term, like, well, like maybe you, you, you gain weight the weight back essentially. Yeah. You gain it all back. Okay. And then, and then at that point, well, what's your alternative? Because you've already had the weight loss surgery. What else are you going to do? Right. So, so that's a problem. And, and at the time I was tracking, uh, Instagram and Facebook and TikTok accounts on weight loss, right. Especially weight loss surgery, but you know, the algorithm's tricky and, uh, and it started showing me people who did intermittent fasting. And what I quickly noticed, again, this is not scientific at all, but what I noticed looking at those accounts is the weight loss surgery, there would be an increase in weight loss in the beginning, like the first two to three months, mm -hmm. but then it would slow down. Whereas with intermittent fasting, it seemed to be consistent the whole way through. Okay. The other thing I noticed is a lot of those uh, weight loss surgery accounts would go dormant after about a year or two, as if the surgery didn't work, right? Mm -hmm. They started gaining the weight back, which is what the stats show. Whereas those who did intermittent fasting, more often than not, were consistent and still maintaining their accounts and showing off their new life, right? So what I had noticed, what it seemed like, is fasting was showing and fixing the root problem, right? Mm -hmm. okay. It was literally what they call lifestyle change. And I, you know, three years into my clock, I had five years total. I figured, well, I got a couple of months. I can try this fasting and see if it works. If it doesn't, the surgery's there, right? Sure. Uh, on top of that, you know, the surgery is anywhere from like 35,000 to, to upwards. And most insurance does not cover that. It's, it's not covered by most. So, okay. uh, whereas fasting is free, right? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I tried it and, and, and it did really well. Um, it, it was crazy how well it worked. Okay. So when you were um, beginning that, is that the only lifestyle change that you did at that time or were you doing things in addition to intermittent fasting well at the time there wasn't much i could do lifestyle wise right i i was really large uh i couldn't walk more than you know a minute without needing to sit down for a long period of time and recover uh, a lot of that was the weight a lot of that was also just the health issues i had mm -hmm. so so there was not much i could do um it was probably like that for maybe the first couple of months right but I was losing weight. So that was cool. And I noticed that the more weight I lost, the more I improved. Right. Okay. To, to the point now where like just today I, I went to the gym. Right. But before this, right. And I go regularly now, like I don't know, five to six days a week and I love it, you know? Okay. And so you were noticing a difference. So were you, um, were you going to the gym at that time as well? Or you were only doing intermittent fasting for, for a time? I was only doing intermittent fasting, I'd say, for the first two to three months. Okay. Um, that was also peak COVID, you know? So everything was was shut down. So it's not like I could really do much. Um, I did find some, like, yoga videos on YouTube and stuff like that. I would try to do that when I could. You know, body okay. weight stuff. Okay. What about, what about intermittent fasting? Okay. You know, you've got the obvious of, of losing the weight, but what about it um, encouraged you? What about it? What was different about that versus other, other diets or other, uh, other avenues of approach, so to speak? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've literally tried everything, right? I've tried calorie restriction. I've tried point systems. I've tried uh, Adkins, uh, something called the Ducan diet, tried the grapefruit diet. I mean, you name it, I've tried it, right? Um, the thing that was different about intermittent fasting is I went in. So my background is journalism. I, I was a journalist for, for 10 years. And so I did a lot of research and, and looked at the studies and, and behind it all. And if you really dig into it, there is a lot of benefit to intermittent fasting. The, uh, the doctor who won the Nobel Prize in 2016 for, for uh, medicine proved some of the benefits of intermittent fasting. Uh, well, it proved the benefits of, of autophagy, which is reached by intermittent fasting. And, you know, one of the side effects was reversing diabetes and reversing, uh, you know, dropping weight and heart conditions and all this stuff. So all of that seemed great for me, right? That all was benefits for me. And um, so I looked into it, you know, and, and, and I, it's funny that there's a bunch of different ways to not eat, right? There's a bunch of like, there's what they call five, two, where you're pretty normal five days a week. And then two days you're, you're pretty strict. Uh, there's 16, eight where you fast for 16 hours a day, have an eight hour eating window. There's one meal a day. I mean, it, it runs the gamut. There's a ton. Uh, wow. The long, yeah. The longest fast on record is over a year. Some guy in the forties, I want to think forties or fifties, somewhere in there. Uh, it's all medically documented. He was fine. Uh, he was well over 400 pounds when he started and ended in the two hundreds or low two hundreds. Wow. And it was totally fine. The entire time was documented the entire way. So it's crazy. Like, okay. So what, um, what type of intermittent fasting you were, yours is, is more of a unique approach to intermittent fasting. Is that correct? Yeah. So, I mean, when I started, I started like everybody else, right. I started with like 16, eight and then maybe get down to a six hour window, then a four and then a, a two, and then maybe a one meal a day. But, um, you know, what, one of the things that you read about when you start studying fasting is the idea is to mimic what our ancient ancestors did. Right. Mm. So okay. they, they had an opportunity, not scheduling. Right. It's okay. not like they looked at the clock and said, Oh, it's time to go take down this deer. It's time to eat. Mm. Right. Okay. It, it was just, they tracked it, they got it. And, and now it's time to eat and celebrate. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So I thought, well, there's got to be some random element that we're missing, right? And, you know, there's the old saying, take a roll of the dice. You know, that's how we randomize things sometimes. And so I thought, well, it'd be kind of fun to roll some dice and change up my windows and never know what I'm going to do next and kind of make mm -hmm. a game out of it. And so I looked online and nobody had created that. And I was surprised by that. So I filed the patent and I created fasting dice. Okay. So could you kind of explain the, the fasting dice a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got them here. Um, so they're they're just right here. They have all sorts of different times on the sides, uh, you know, like a 16-hour fast, 18-hour fast, 24-hour fast. And then the other dice tells you how long you have to eat. So one meal a day, eight-hour eating window, six hours, whatever. There's even a cheat on there. Because every now and then you got to have a, a surprise, right? Because back in the day, like, Every now and then they would find a berry bush or, or fruit tree or something like that, right? It, it would happen. Okay. So, yeah. Plus, it also, like, it, it, it helps make it not so stressful that, like, hey, maybe today I'll get I'll get to have a pizza, right? Or or some sort of cheat. So okay. that, that helps, too. That mental break. Mm, okay. So each, so do you do that, like, each morning, the night before? What, how do you go about that? So personally, I do it um, like I'll, I'll roll my windows, right? So like, let's say I'm rolling right now and I get, you know, a uh, 12 hour fast window and a six hour eating window. So that's 18 hours, right? Okay. So I'll go through all that. 
So probably I'll start with the fast and then I'll end with the eating. And then when I'm done, I'll just roll again. Okay. Uh, there has been times where like, I, you know, I'll, I'll go like out of town for a few days. So I'll roll for a few days ahead. Oh, okay. Put it on a calendar and then I'm, I'm good to go there. Okay. So how does that, um, kind of, I don't know if you do any type of meal planning or how does, uh, preparation meal planning and preparation factor into that process? So uh, throughout this process, I, I significantly improved my nutrition, right? So a lot of, uh, organic foods, organic meats, um, not as much meat as I used to, but some, um, but that, that's mainly what I've been sticking to. I, I, one, I find I feel better that way Two, I, I see better results, uh, faster results with the weight loss. So okay. it just seems like a win-win. And then honestly, if I'm not buying food for three meals a day, you know, seven days a week, you know, I'm only eating a few times a week because of the dice. Well, I can save money and transfer that to the, to the higher priced organic foods and it works out. Mm, okay. So do you keep, you know, basically several staples on hand that, so you, do you know what you're going to eat on, on any given day or is that kind of, kind of random like dice as well? Um, sometimes it is, you know, sometimes it's just like, well, what do I feel like today? Um, but more often than not, it is planned. Right. So like, uh, tomorrow I have an eating window opening up in the morning. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'll make eggs with, with, uh, scrambled up with, with, uh, some veggies. Right. Okay. But I'll get my veggies tomorrow. I'll get them in the morning, go to the store and pick them up. Then I'll come okay. home and, and cut them up. But I already know which ones I want. Like I want some onions. I want some peppers. I want some jalapenos. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of plan, roll the dice the night before, kind of plan, figure out what you're going to eat and then go buy that the next morning, essentially. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, um, so is that a, how does your process that, that you're experiencing, how does that, how do you factor in, um, relationships, social influence, does that play a factor at all in your, your decisions of when and how to fast? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, I'd say about five months into this, I got really strict with, with going long periods of fasting, right? Okay. Like two or three days. And so that made it tough for relationships, right? Or family events or whatever. So part of the reason for the dice was to be able to have those windows of opportunity mm -hmm. to every now and then be able to go out to lunch with people or go to a family dinner without just standing there not eating and trying not to be tempted, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. Um, so, so yeah, that was part of it. Okay. And um, so you've been down, you know, have you met your, your weight loss goal? essentially not yet i'm still on the, on the path um okay. I, I will say this so it's been 10 months and i'm down 165 right okay. when i looked at weight loss surgery they told me i would be lucky to lose 100 pounds in a year wow so pretty good yes i, I would say so so yeah. as you as you keep on this um this process once you once you meet your goal or I don't know how close you are to meeting your goal, but yeah, I still got a little ways, but I'm doing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, now what is your, what is your plan once you achieve your goal? What is your plan going forward after that? 
So I, I still got a while till I reach my, my goal like that. But um, when I do get it, the dice are pretty man- maintainable. They all, it's about a 24 hour period, roughly. Sometimes it's okay. a little bit more than that. So yeah, th- that seems reasonable. Okay. So just kind of keep going with it. And then, so do you, um, once you achieve your goal, do you anticipate just that whole process will continue? You'll continue to lose weight or how do you, uh, I'm, I'm wondering when, what the, um, I guess what the boundary is when, okay, you've achieved your goal and then you kind of go into maintenance mode, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think you know, that it's a balance, right? So like, maybe I'll be able to have a little bit more cheat meals every now and then mm-hmm. uh, once I get into more of a maintenance mode, but um, you know, that's still a ways away. And, okay. and the, the fasting isn't just for the weight loss. I've seen significant improvement in my heart condition, mm-hmm. uh, in my blood work, uh, in my uh, ability with my lungs, in my, you know, um, my endurance has really increased significantly. So okay there's a lot more than just the weight. Sure. Absolutely. So do you feel, um, I guess, what is, what is your, your life like now with, you know, that, you know, not only with the weight loss, but the endurance and, and so forth versus before. Oh, before I wasn't living, I was just existing. Mm-hmm. You know, I literally, I could not do anything. Right. Um, okay. There were points I needed help going to the bathroom. Like I just, it was that bad. Okay. Um, I remember I would go to sleep, you know, at night thinking, well, maybe I won't wake up, you know? Mm. So, so it was that bad. Um, but it's, it's improved now. I can, you know, I, I can work, I can, I can live, I can, I can go out with friends. I, you know, I go to the gym. I, I'm living again. It's great. Okay. So that, um, do you feel that is it kind of the the randomness of the intermittent fasting that that is helping? Do you feel it's it's any one particular factor or or maybe others uh, factors combined, perhaps? I think it's a little bit of everything, right? I, I think one, I think fasting is just amazing. I think it's the answer. Like again, i've I've struggled with every possible weight loss thing you can try out there, right? i I have been that person who, like, um, when I was doing the weight loss surgery, when I was looking into that, right. The, okay. the clinic had me go on a liquid diet only for a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's, so I was only supposed to drink these special shakes, uh, I think three or five of them a day. And, and I did that. I did that. And they told me I should have lost 40 pounds in a month. I only lost 20. Mm-hmm. And the nutritionist was like, well, you clearly cheated on your diet. I did. I flat out did. I know I did, you know, but, but what do you do? Right. Whereas my first month with, with intermittent fasting, I lost over 40 pounds and I was eating here and there. Right. So yeah, big difference. That's why I see the benefit of it. I think the, uh, the randomness that that the dice introduced into it, uh, helps with uh, preventing your body from getting, uh, what they call uh, body adaption. Right. Mm -hmm. If you look at, at, um, professional bodybuilders, they talk about this where, they have to change up their exercise routines and their diets regularly because their body will get used to that and then they can't, in, you know, improve. So they okay. have to change up their diet, they have to change up their routines, and there you go. Same idea with, with the fasting. Your body will adapt eventually. It's, it's what it does, designed to adapt. 
Okay. So your body is constantly... So does this remove the adaptation or just... Uh, how is this... It helps combat um, it. It helps combat it, right? There's no removing it because you're, it's a bodily function. Everyone's body does it. Like to give you an idea, uh, most diets, right? Um, they they generally work for the first two or three months and then it starts slowing down, right? And then it starts stagnating. People hit a plateau and then they get frustrated and they go, what's going on? Well, the science shows that that's because your body adapts to the reduced calories you're taking in. So now your metabolism is slowed down. And the reason you gain it all back quick and more often than not is because when you hit that frustration and you eat again and you eat, you know, bad food, well, your metabolism has been slowed down and now you're okay. introducing way more calories. So of course it's going to shoot up. And then your body thinks, oh, well, wait, you know, we just went through a period of less food. I don't know what's going to happen. I better store this. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So the, uh, the randomness of the intermittent fasting helps to, to not get in that, that mode, that, mode where your body is is trying to save calories or preserve fat or any of those well yeah because it doesn't know what's coming next whereas uh, you know a diet with reduced calories it's pretty consistent what's happening every day Mm -hmm. so your body can adapt to that okay so and if i guess if since it is random you don't necessarily get the same thing any on any given day right right Mm -hmm. okay all right. Um, how now, you, you know, you created, you know, you had your own experience, you created the fasting dice. How, what are other people's experiences like? Can you tell us a little bit about those with whom you, you work or interact? Yeah. Um, so the fasting dice themselves are fairly new, right? I just introduced them maybe two months ago, but I have had a handful of people try them. And most of them, at, at first, it's a curiosity, right? They, they've heard of intermittent fasting, so they want to know what's up with fasting days. Um, so they try it. The mm-hmm. ones that have tried it love it, which is great. I've, I've heard nothing but good things. Um, there is a little bit of a, 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 of a leap of faith with fasting, right? Because it sounds, it sounds mm-hmm. difficult and it sounds counterintuitive, right? Like, uh, what do you mean I'm going to be healthier by not eating? That sounds weird, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, now those who um, do those who do intermittent fasting and then, you know, find out about the the fasting dice and go, go the more random uh, route, do they find it easier to be involved with intermittent fasting than if you're, you're not doing anything and then you're suddenly doing this random uh, intermittent fasting routine? You know, I have not had anybody yet tell me that they've never done fasting and then tried the fasting dice. It's always people who have tried fasting and, you know, they're, they're tired of the same consistent window, right? They're tired of their 16-8 or their four-hour windows. They want to change it up a little bit. It would be nice to be able to go out with friends every now and then. It would be nice to you know, something like that. So th- this kind of helps. It makes it more sustainable for that. Uh, I think if somebody were to start with the dice, um, it might be rough at first because some of the dice is like a 24-hour period. And if you've gone from eating regular to 24 hours of not eating, that's going to be really, really hard. So I think y- you do need to start a little bit, get used to it, and then you can start randomizing. Mm, okay. So just kind of, kind of, you're kind of phasing it in, so to speak. Yeah. You- yeah. Okay. Okay. 
And um, okay, what um, for those um, kind of just getting started, whether they have a, a health situation such as you face or, or others, what are some some steps that they can take to to begin this process and to really get involved with the the intermittent fasting and particularly the the random part of it? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say first talk to your doctor, make sure that it's going to be safe for you. Right. They, they know more about your, your experiences in your situation than I do. But that said, I was really, really bad off. Right. Like it literally end of life for me. and, and it did nothing but good things for me. So, so there is that to it. Um, I would say start, start with a, a 12 hour reading window start there. That doesn't mean eat straight for 12 hours. Um, do maybe three meals, you know, sensible meals and two snacks. And that's it within those 12 hours. Get used to that. Maybe do that for three to five days. Get used to it. Once you're used to it, cut off an hour or two. And as you do that, progressively remove either a meal or a lunch or a snack, wherever it is on that timeline, remove it as you close up your window, get used to it, get up to maybe a four to, to two hour window. And then once you're there, I think you're ready for, for randomizing and really turbocharging this. Okay. All right. Um, are there any health considerations for people? Is it something that anyone in, you know, regardless of the situation or do um, different health situations lend themselves better to this randomized intermittent fasting than others, perhaps? You know, that, that's hard to say because I don't know everybody's personal situation. Sure. Um, I, I know that for myself and how bad I was, this helped me jump off leaps and bounds. To, to, to give you an idea, uh, four months ago, when I started the randomizing element of my fasting, okay. I, I had to go see my, cardi my uh, hematologist. It was time for an appointment. Sure. And they do blood work on me. And part of what they do is they check proteins in your blood to, to see uh, possible triggers for blood clots. Okay. And because of the medication, mine have always been pretty good, but not, you know, okay for, for someone in my position. But this was the first time with the randomization. So I went in, I, ha I had my tests. He walks into the room and he says, oh, your test results are perfect. And I said, okay, well, you mean for me, right? For, for my situation. He's like, no, 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 they're perfect. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So there is a certain number or target that, that your, uh, your medical tests need to show and they, they showed that information essentially. Right. Right. But I was very well off. Uh, he, he still has me on the blood thinners. Uh, and that's because it, that's one test. We need to see like, you know, a period of, of consistent tests that way before okay. we can consider that. But you know, that's a start. Absolutely. So, so how are you feeling, you know, like overall, obviously you've lost a considerable, considerable amount of weight and different health ailments have, have at least minimized, if not, if not subsided, but overall, what is your mindset now in comparison with at the, at the beginning when you were just starting this process? It, it's funny. Uh, when I was starting, I would think a lot about who am I going to leave this to, or what am I going to leave for that person? Mm -hmm. Because I really thought that was the end. 
that's what it looked like. And especially with having gone, you know, at that point, three years trying different diets and not working, Okay. you know, and my clock was so low at that point. So, and there was a very real chance that even with the weight loss surgery, I could die at the, on the surgery table. Mm-hmm. So that's where my mindset was. Now I don't have to think that way. Right. I can think about, well, I get to be there for my nephew's high school graduation. I get to sure. hang out with family. I get to, I get to live. I get to advance my career. I get to, you know, launch a product with, with the fasting dice. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the difference. Amazing. You know? that, that I, cool. I don't, I don't wake up hoping I feel better the next day mm. or hoping that I'll be okay, that it'll be a good day. Right. I wake up knowing I'm going to be okay. And what do I get to do the next day? Okay. Absolutely. That is amazing. Well, Daniel, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah. Uh, uh, fastingdice.com. There's a, there's a contact form. There's all my social media links are there. You know, I'm happy to answer questions or help people out or, you know, whatever. I mean, we're all in this together, right? We've all, especially if you struggled your whole life, like I have, like, I get it. It sucks, but there there's, there's hope for sure. Absolutely. Well, Daniel, it has been a pleasure having you on the podcast. I, it, you've got an amazing story and I appreciate you paying it forward and helping so many other people in, in introducing them to this, to intermittent fasting and being able to really get in, back in tune with their health. So thank you. Thank you. Hey everyone, Michelle Seidling here at Food Experience Unplugged. Are you enjoying the Food Experience Unplugged podcast and are ready to ramp it up a level? Then it's time to go premium. With a premium podcast membership, in addition to all the great podcast episodes you know and love, you'll receive additional bonus content and exclusive interviews from many of our podcast guests. You'll receive a live Q&A access each month where I'll address questions pertaining to holistic health and how you can start your journey. You'll also receive weekly shorter video clips with information on tips, tricks, and strategies to get started, to build consistent habits, and to take charge of your health. Go premium today. I'll see you there.